Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, January 19th. It's Friday, Junior. In today's podcast, as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is World Quark Day. Say what now? World Quark Day. Q-U-A-R-K. Googling. Uh, yeah, I had to do the same. I did the same this morning. It is, it's it's a mild and creamy type of cheese. Uh, it's much healthier than regular cheese. Um, I'm trying to figure out, it, it doesn't look like cheese. It looks like cottage cheese almost to me. The type of fresh dairy product made from milk. The milk is soured. Oh, well, I, I mean, I've seen this all the time when, you know, my child decides that he's going to leave. Uh, <laughs> leaves the leaves the cup of milk out for like a day or two. <laughs> well, either the cup of milk or the uh, the the uh, bowl of cereal. Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the cereal's the worst because it congeals like with the leftover cereal in there. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so World Quark Day. Um, that's a uh, that's today. Today's food days were absolutely terrible. Um, the other things we had, there wasn't any uh, National Popcorn Day. So you know, I think everybody likes popcorn. That's a good one. But Wait, it was the National Popcorn Day, and you went with World Quirk Day. Yeah. What the hell? What's the wrong? Uh, I didn't. See, I didn't see popcorn actually this morning. I just I just scrolled <laughs> up, and it was a. Uh, I was. I don't know what happened. I pulled this page up, and I guess I was already halfway scrolled down on the page that we used to get our world days. Uh, yeah, I had I scrolled back up, and National Popcorn Day was up there. I Today's didn't see the National, top. Today is National Popcorn Day, folks. It's not National Quirk Day. What the? F- right? It is all. It is also Gun Appreciation Day. Hey, you gotta appreciate it. I like guns. Yeah, National I Popcorn Day though. I don't know why the I don't know why that uh, page pulled up with me halfway scrolled down. That's weird. It's never done that before. Dude, National you, Popcorn Day, though. You know I am a big fan of popcorn. Uh, I love popcorn, man. Yeah, I'm with you. And the best thing is when you go to, like, I love popcorn at home, but when you go to pop get popcorn, like, at, at movies, there ain't nothing better because yeah. it's like, give me all of the butter. <laughs> I like I like my popcorn at home um, because I like my popcorn with hot sauce on it. Uh, I... I do what that makes sense for you. yeah yeah i know i know you don't like hot stuff but yeah you know i i put hot sauce on everything um so i do a little uh a frank's red hot i sprinkle a little frank's red hot now there's a happy medium there you don't want to soak it where the popcorn becomes soggy um it's just a it's just a nice coating on top and then i'll take some like uh tahine or any type of like spicy you know spices like uh 
um, slap your mama sauce, stuff like that, and I'll sprinkle that on top. And then, you know, I might melt a little butter on there. But yeah, popcorn's all that's one of my favorite snacks. Yeah, most definitely. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Billy, something else that is absolutely fantastic. The Hawks get another win last night. We're going they, streaking! They, they run their win streak to four. Uh, they beat the Mavs 130 to 122. DeJounte Murray had 30 points, four assists, seven rebounds. Go, DJ. Uh, De- DeJounte, I-, I feel very confident in saying, was the main driving force behind why we won this game last night. Uh, offensively, when we needed big buckets, it was him in bogey uh, getting those big buckets. Trey played well, 18 points, 12 assists, but he was more of a facilitator last night uh, rather than that point scoring uh, point guard that he can be, you know, that guy that can turn in a 40-point game. The reason it surprises me is because, look, you know Trey as well as I do. Uh, you've seen him. He is motivated by the most random things. And I figured last night was going to be a massive Trey night because Trey was going up against the guy who the or the Hawks traded for uh, Trey. So yep. like he's going to have a great night because he's going to show want to show hey this is you traded for this dude I'm going to show up and be this is why but you know I'm still okay with the fact that we won but an 18 and 12 ain't bad either no no and he played and you know he he affected the game and played really well it's just one of those things where it's not going to show up uh you know on on the on the uh, box score. He, he, he played well on offense last night. Defensively, he was fine. He was normal Trey. Um, and he facilitated a lot. lot, Dude, uh, I would say probably half of those 12 assists were alley-oops to either Clint or JC. So so Trey played well, but don't get it twisted. DeJounte Murray was the reason we won last night. The points that he got on offense and clutch times and the defense that he played on Luka in the fourth, it, it, it won us the game, and it really reminded me of a playoff atmosphere. The way the Hawks took the court last night and the defense that they played reminded me a lot of what you would see in the playoffs. And it was it was awesome. It was it was really fun to watch. Um I, I kind of made the joke, I got in the shower and the Hawks were leading and Ohio State was leading and I got out of the shower and the Hawks were losing and Ohio State had already lost. So I said, I'm getting back in the shower. Uh but the Hawks the Hawks pulled it off last night. Once again it was a team effort. Which is which is nice to see because that's not something we were getting earlier on in the season. Hunter, JC, and OO combined for 41 points. Uh, Okongwu started over Clint one more time, and I'm kind of seeing why Clint is not ready to be back in the lineup uh, as a starter. Um, he, he's he's good filling in for you know 18, 24 minutes here and there a game, but uh, he's he's not. The rust hasn't all been shaken off from that extended injury he's had, so I understand why he's coming off the bench. Uh, but him and him, uh, CC Griffin and Bogey off the bench, they, they had 38 points combined, and that's something we weren't getting earlier on in the season is productive bench minutes. And, and Bogey had some really, really big shots. And CC, you know, does CC things, plays great defense, catches alley oops from Trey and Griffin. Man, Griffin hit some big threes last night in some clutch uh, periods late in the third and early in the fourth. I w- I didn't get a chance to watch this, but I I, I pulled it up uh, probably fourth quarter third quarter somewhere around there and uh cc had 13 minutes and 10 points and i'm like i'm i'm good with this off the end, <laughs> yeah 13 minutes and 10 points okay that i am 100 in on that capella <laughs> please do this 
Yeah, so. sign sign me up for that when CC comes off the bench. Um, and, and, and the crazy thing last night, you're, you're going to look at the, uh, you know, we, we complained about the Hawks free throw shooting, you know, percentage. Right. A couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, they shot 19 for 20 last night when 95%. That was beautiful, beautiful to see. Uh, and the, and the, the foul discrepancy from the referees, I really thought we were going to lose this game because the, the home cooking that the Mavs were getting was ridiculous it was it was one of the most ridiculous things i mean every single starter but trey young was in foul trouble and and some of the fouls they were calling were absolutely horrendous it was it was really really bad um but they they sort of evened it up in the fourth quarter Uh, but a good good road win for the hawks man i mean this is this is momentum city where we're back up over uh 800 or 800 we're back up over 500 and i believe we are we're in the eighth spot, and I believe we're one loss back from the sixth spot. I think, yeah, yeah, we're we're one we're one uh, one game in the loss column back from a playoff position and not a play in position. So a lot of positive things happen around the Hawks right now, and I'm I'm here for it, man. Especially with all the negativity recently coming out about the front office, the fact that we can go on this run and sort of you know, overshadow any negativity that might be going on there. That's really, really awesome to see. And we've got uh, Knicks on Friday night, which is uh, ahead of us in the standings. They're a game and a half ahead of us. And then we also have the Hornets on Saturday. Yeah, the Hornets are terrible. I don't even think, I don't know if they've won 10 years, 10 games this year. They've won 12. (laughs) Uh, they've won 12 12 and 34 uh and they're two and eight in the last 10 so oh perfect i love it that's that's great for us so let's continue streaking and uh hawks are back at home on friday nights and saturday which would be huge for us um so currently it's at four right we're at four four game win streak yes four game win streak i thought you were talking about the spread for friday night yes four game win streak uh, for the Hawks right now. Perfect. So yep. if we can get to five and six by Monday, man, that'd be, that'd be huge. That'd be big, dude. That'd be big. You know, kind of rounding into form and rounding in the shape at the right time for, uh, for NBA standards. Yeah. We've got the bulls on Monday. So the bulls, the bulls, I think are a play in team. And then we got OKC. And I think OKC is also a play in team. In the West. Oh, why was I looking <laughs> I was looking at the the Western Conference for the Bulls. The Bulls are they they are, they are definitely not the Western <laughs> Conference, and, and unless they change, you know, that does happen a lot. I always get confused by the Padres in baseball. It threw that, me off because in in hockey, the Blackhawks are a Western Conference team. Oh, okay. But the Bulls are an Eastern Conference team in basketball. So, yes, indeed they are. Indeed they are. Uh, you know. Billy, this weekend, we have the NFC Divisional Round matchups. Last week, in the super wild card weekend, we had some of the best football games I think I've seen all year. They were, I, I blew my socks off. Best best weekend of NFL football we've had all year. And coming up, I'm not going to expect anything less from the Divisional Rounds. The two NFC matchups we got, the first one we're going to break down is the Cowboys at the 49ers billy how do you see this one playing out um honestly i see the 49ers coming out on top 
Um, let me double check. I'm going to mute you real quick. <laughs> um, 49ers are three and a half point favorite right now. Uh, mm. That line moved. Okay. So three and a half. That's interesting. Um, I think I, I've been saying it, and you and I, have, I've been saying it for weeks. This defense is legit. It's it's, it's the best defense in the NFL. And um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what this Cowboys team can do against this defense. But if you want to talk about just historically great matchups in the playoffs, Cowboys 49ers are just right up there. So I, I'm so pumped to watch this this game. Um, and it's the it's the late night game on Sunday, right? No, uh, well, yeah, I guess sort of. Yeah, it's the six thirty game, which is perfect, right in my wheelhouse. Get this game in at six thirty. Uh, you know, we'll be over probably somewhere around between nine and ten. I, I love that. You want the yeah, you know, you Saturday games eight fifteen. You can go to bed at uh, normal time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is which is nice. That's awesome. Um, every single one of these matchups in the divisional round for excuse me, uh, yeah, in the divisional round for the NFL, they all have stories, but I I don't know. Maybe the Bengals Bills has a bigger story just because of what happened this year a couple weeks ago with Demar Hamlin, but historically, Cowboys 49ers, that has the most history and the most story. I mean, going back to the 90s, Cowboys and 49ers, going back to the 70s, Cowboys and 49ers. I mean, this is a these are two teams that I feel like they're always perennial favorites to win their division and they've been locked into head-to-head matchups in the playoffs for years. Uh the the big storyline for me or the big um kind of kind of key for the Cowboys is Dak has to be as good as he was versus Tampa Bay and he's going up a vastly better defense in the 49ers than the Buccaneers you know we've we've sung the praises of the 49ers defense in this podcast for months um and and you even said I think I asked you I don't know two months ago is Brock Purdy good enough to get the 49ers to an NFC championship and they're one win away and you said yes they were and, and they're one win away from doing that uh, and, and Purdy's played very, very well in, in the games that he started. So that, that's an interesting little tidbit there. I, and that's I, and I, I'll, I'll say this. That's something I didn't really anticipate, Bryce. Um, I didn't anticipate Purdy playing as well as he has. Like, I I fully anticipated the defense to handle their business and to do what they, they had to do. But for Brock to do what he's been doing has been really impressive to me. Just... I kind of figured more of a game manager kind of less, you know, but we're also talking about Kyle Shanahan here too. So there's, you've got that going for you. So it's, I think I'm really impressed with what Brock Purdy has done offensively and the defense. When, when you have him doing what he's been doing, Mr. Irrelevant and the defense killing it like they have been, I think it leads to, I think the 49ers win this game on Saturday. Sunday. So, so Brock Purdy, since taking over the starting duties on December 4th, is 7-0, hasn't lost a game yet, hasn't had a single game where he's had more interceptions than touchdowns. He has had one, two, three, four. He's had four games with zero touch or zero interceptions and at least two touchdowns. And right now he has a season QBR of 65.55 or 50 is, is just sort of your average. So he's, he's above average right now, over a thousand uh, yards. Brock Purdy's playing fantastic. Um, 
And, you know, probably the best. Good Lord. Brock Purdy was born in 1999. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would. <laughs> uh, wow. Starting in the NFL, kids, 10 years younger than I am. I, I'm going to have to go. If we're betting here, give me Cowboys ATS. Uh, three and a half point favorite. I think they might win this straight up. It, it really relies on Dak. What what Dak is going to do. How is he going to play? Is he going to play like he did against Tampa? Or is he going to play like he did against the Commanders in week 18 or 19, whichever it was, uh, when, he, when he played terrible. Dak has shown propensity to play really bad football at times, but he's also been able to light up the scoreboard. And, and, and Dallas can't get away from the run. That would be the one thing I would tell the Cowboys if, you know, if I was in the if I was in there doing the game plan and everything, you can't abandon the run. Tony Prollard and Ezekiel Elliott are what makes this offense go, and you can't get Dak up there and have Dak throw 50 times in a game. That's just not a recipe for success. That is, that's, that's not how the Cowboys win games. You need Dak to stay around the 30 pass attempt mark. I think that's the bread and butter, 30 to 33. Stay around there and run the ball even if you're down one or two touchdowns keep the offense the same 30 to 33 passes run the ball give me the cowboys i think they win and they go on and face the eagles in the nfc championship a little bit of a uh a preview for what i think the giants at eagles game is gonna be billy i just don't think the giants have enough weapons and i think the eagles are the best team in the nfc i do too and the 49ers eagles is going to be a great nfc championship game um, well, it's not going to happen. That line's up you, to seven, seven and a half. Is that what I just saw? I believe so. Yeah, I think oh, you're right. Um, seven and a half. Yeah, and you think that's big. We'll wait till tomorrow's uh, AFC divisional round oh. preview. Um, do we have, let's see. I'm trying to see if we have an update on Jalen Hurts' injury status. I think he's going to. I'm pretty sure he's going to be all right in play. I'm sure he's going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm picking the Eagles. They just got too much wet. They got too many weapons on offense. I, I think Sirianni should win coach of the year uh, with Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. I, I, w- I would be shocked if the Giants won this game. I, I think the Eagles The Eagles are a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I, I would take the Eagles straight up, and I would take them ATS in this game. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that the Eagles are winning, and they're seven-and-a-half. It's still kind of a big number. Uh, I mean, I would still probably take it, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a seven-point game late. Okay. Um, okay. I like that. I like Dayball. I just don't believe in Dan Jones. Sure, sure. I, I yeah. get that. But yeah, they. I think the Eagles are just are too powerful. Um, Giants have, you know, I, I hate to say it, but Giants have reached midnight, um, and the pumpkins about to back you know what i mean yep yep about to turn back into a pumpkin the chariot yeah so yep um that i think that's that's essentially what i think of the giants this year okay yeah i don't i don't disagree there uh billy i have some mlb future bets you know you you keep telling me every single day how many days we are away from pitchers and catchers reporting uh, to camp yeah pitchers and catchers uh, but even more important than that, one month until the Daytona 500. Shout out to Matt Ridgeway uh, mm-hmm. sending us that morning. Shout out. We're even closer to the L.A. Clash. Yep. Whatever that is. 
Uh, but I got some MLB future bets, Billy. Tell me if you like any of these. So let's hit up the World Series first. Right now, the Astros are the favorites to win the World Series this year on the betting line. They're plus 600. The Yankees are right behind them at 650. Uh, and then the Dodgers are and Mets are tied behind them at 750 apiece. And then coming in in the fourth position are Padres and the Braves at plus a thousand. Wait, wait, wait. Is this to make it to the World Series or to win it? To win it. This is to win the <laughs> World Series. <laughs> Why the hell <laughs> is the Yankees at plus 650? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, Honestly. That is funny to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't explain that one. I, I do not know. I do not have the answer for you on that oh, one. Oh, they, they re-signed Aaron Judge. Yeah, that did a great job there for his last year. Yeah. yeah. That. So uh so you're telling you're telling me you like that seven plus seven or plus six fifty bet for the no, I don't. <laughs> don't at all. That's throwing money away. <laughs> uh if you had if you had ten bucks and you were forced to put money down right here, where would you put it uh, for these bets for the World Series this year? Ten bucks, I would probably go Astros. I it, really I hate it, but yeah. If if you want to go the safest bet, I would probably say Astros. It would be either be Astros or Dodgers. And I, I, you hit who I'm going to pick. I, I'm going to pick the Dodgers here. You give me ten bucks, put put it on somebody. Give me the Dodgers um, at a at a plus yeah. seven fifty. NL pennant, the NL pennant. They have the Dodgers and the Mets tied at plus four hundred, and then the Braves and Padres tied right behind them at a plus four fifty. So really, you know, the betting odds and the bet makers think that yeah. all four of those teams have a legit shot at winning the pennant. That one's interesting to me. I don't. Again, I. I get I get the hype on the Mets. I do. Um, <laughs> adding, huh, I don't. Adding uh, what's his face? And I just like uh, Correa. Big no, guy. he's he, <laughs> he's not there. <laughs> um, no, adding they got they got old Cuzzy the yeah. pitcher. Uh, Christ, banging, what's his name? Um, banging the supermodel. Um, what's her? What's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Steve, Steve Lipinski. Oh. What's his name? Make it up. Jeez. Harold Varner. <laughs> Just go with anything. God the money. Anyway, um, I. Oh, just make it up. We'll just forget <laughs> it. I don't care. Like Steve Wilkinson. He's he's a great pitcher in his own right. He'll, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but for me, in my mind, like. He's he's banging uh, Kate Upton, so that's Justin that's Verlander. It. That's the one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Him. gotcha, gotcha. Right there. That one. That one. Um, so yeah, they, they upgrade. They upgraded Justin Verlander. Um, uh, yeah, if you if you give me ten bucks on here at a plus four fifty, I'm gonna take the Braves. Yeah, it's not bad. You know? it's not a bad pull, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then in the NL East, Mets are at a plus 135, Braves at a plus 140, and Phillies at a plus 300. Uh, and I would probably put the 10 bucks on the Braves because I'm with you uh, on that one. It's hard to, you know, get there. It's the Braves, and I have no faith that the Phillies, or excuse me, I have no faith that the Mets uh, are going to beat the Braves. I mean, they had a 17, you know, they had a, they had a 17 game lead last year with only 15 games left in the season and uh, somehow lost it. 
So the, the Mets aren't beating the Braves this year. Braves are winning the NL East. I don't know if they're going to win the pennant, but they're definitely going to beat the Mets, the Marlins, the Phillies, the Nationals. We're winning. We're winning the East again. Mark Market point lead around Memorial Day and lost it. I'm telling you, they had they had a they had a 17 game lead with only three <laughs> games left in the season and lost the lead. That's how bad the Mets were last year down the stretch. 17 game lead with three games left and they lost it. And they lost oh. the NL East. Hey, that's just that's just what Braves do, baby. We win. That's close, what we do. Dude. We're so close. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Last night in college basketball, Union at UW, boys took care of business and continue to win, 67-55. Girls, however, did lose to Union, 82 to 64. What are the boys sitting at now, Bryce? Uh, they are sitting at record-wise 12 and four won with a, a five-game yeah. win streak. They've won a lot. Yeah. And they've won six of their last seven. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, and on the the uh, Smith floor coverings, games and events calendar, uh, nothing. We don't. We don't got nothing scheduled. Uh, but uh, I will say this: uh, Casey Bass is going to be calling Bremen Her- Middle School versus Her County Middle School today on Hometown Sports Media. So. Oh. Oh, nice. What time's uh, that? You know that one. I don't know. Ooh, but I will get that. Uh, we'll get that out later today. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Bill, you ready for another cup of coffee this morning, Dude, man? I need one bad. Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strom of Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. If you need to buy or sell a house here in the West Side, look up Hannah Strom. She now has a professional Facebook uh, account. Yeah. Looks hey, girl. Good. Looks very good. <laughs> On on TM5's daily fantasy league, DeJounte Murray with 30.7 rebounds, four assists last night. Trey with 18, uh, 12 assists and four rebounds. And LBJ with 32 points, nine assists and eight rebounds. We actually already have the points in the total in for last night. Bronny with three, Murray with two, and Trey with one. So I'm inching ever so closely to Billy. Billy is still in the lead, I you believe. in three. Um, Okay, so essentially one one uh, night, um, yeah, and, I, and uh, you know, come full of zero, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is that is inching ever so closer. Rafael Nadal could miss six to eight weeks with a hip Dude, flexor injury. That sucks for Rafi. It absolutely sucks. Um, and six to eight weeks. Let me see. Um, oh, so he'll he'll come in. Completely fine for the French Open. Doesn't start till the end of Wimbledon. Uh, Wimbledon is after the French, I think. Let me see. Wimbledon. Uh, yeah, Wimbledon's uh, July 3rd through July 16th. I, I thought I remembered it being around uh, Independence Wimbledon Day. Wimbledon is around the Independence Day. It is. And I think that is beautiful poetry. <laughs> the biggest tennis tournament in all of england is right around independence day no better way to celebrate <laughs> that's funny that's you know I got, I got a bunch of uk friends just from playing video games online and everything and i always i'm like what are you guys doing for july 4th man big party over there we're grilling out having a couple beers we love independence day it's the best day of the year they always get pissed off at imagine, me imagine that and, you know, I don't rub it in or anything because I'm not that obnoxious American I, I to do something like that. I wouldn't anticipate anything less from you. Uh, Jason Kidd ripped the Mavericks last night, saying the defense after the third quarter loss was terrible, and it looked like the Hawks were out there in a quote-unquote shoot-around. Hey, that's, that's good to see. 
it is great to see. And he's correct. We put up 130 points. It did look like a shoot around. Uh, the Lightning's Steve Stamkos scores his 500th career goal last night as he gets a hat trick. He's a Hall of Famer. Steven Stamkos is a Hall of Famer right now. Um, and he's he's a two-time Stanley Cup winner right now. Um, Two-time. Two he's had a chance to be a four-time. So, yeah, he's he's legitimately good. So, Is he a defender or is he a... He's winner? a center. Yeah. Center. Gotcha. Well, wow, only 500 career goals. Wow. Alex Ovechkin could do that in like one season. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys signed kicker uh, Tristan Vizcaino amid the Brett Meyer woes. Uh, I would still probably stick with Meyer. I would too. Meyer's been good this year. Um, do you think they're going to have Viz, Vizki, Vizkino active versus the 49ers? Do you think they're going to have two active I hope kickers? Not. That would be crazy. Be stupid. I don't know if Brett Meyer hey, misses another extra point. If, the, the, if the Cowboys to keep him active, I want to take the three and a half and run with it. <laughs> Hell, if, if the 49ers defense plays like they're capable of playing, up, we might not even have a chance to take an extra <laughs> point. <laughs> uh, a VIP ticket for the Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo clash goes for two points. Six million dollars, Billy. Good Lord. Uh, It's an exhibition match in King Fahad International Stadium on Thursday that will feature PSG, uh, who Messi plays for, and they will play uh, the Al Hilal club that Ronaldo plays for, uh, or Al Nasser. But yeah, $2.6 million for a VIP ticket to watch. Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, who are neither one or even close to their prime right now. Uh, That's insane. Yeah, for for that. Uh, Billion, today in 2013, one of the darkest days, in my opinion, in American sports history, uh, Lance Armstrong admits to doping in all seven of his Tour de France victories. You're not wrong. Look, it's that's one of those things that I think a lot of people got behind Lance Armstrong because he seven Tour de France victories was huge with only yeah. one ball too and pretty amazing to go through what he went through and win seven Tour de France victories and then yeah, him coming nuts. out and saying hey uh, just kidding I, I did it because I was cheating that sucks you know yeah that, that's a pretty big scandal yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of what other things in American sports history are up there as being that bad that don't that don't necessarily have to deal like you know i would say earnhardt passing away but that's that's different you know it's it's somebody passing away it's not right. somebody cheating um you know maybe the maybe the steroid stuff in baseball would would, would be up there but that was that was sort of drawn out for a long time i, I don't know man I, I'm, I'm sure there's more that i'm missing but yeah the the 2013 lance armstrong admitting to doping that's that was pretty no big doubt. dude no doubt I don't remember Pete Rose. Maybe that was maybe that was bad back when he got banned for betting. I was still young. I don't think it was as bad as this, but you know, uh, maybe that was maybe that I was still up there. Love the big fu that he did recently on January first. It was the oh, it's great ever. It's absolutely absolutely <laughs> fantastic. puts puts a ceremonial bet down. Absolutely love it. You got anything else? Oh, to man, add let's today, get man? out of here. Tomorrow's Friday. 
Tomorrow is Friday, and we also have a special Get to Know You podcast today. It's releasing sometime around 12, 12.30, around your lunchtime. Uh, Billy and I sat down with head coach of Villarica football, Coach Tim Barron, with a with a great, great interview. We thank you to Coach for sitting down, so look out for that around noon. Uh, and then tomorrow morning, we will have uh, the morning uh, five, the normal daily crappy podcast that for some reason people listen to i don't understand it but thank you for doing it we will see y'all tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors